Get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Edwards. Oh, man. Rainbow three by Anthony Edwards puts him in double figure scoring. And once you pitch a drive to left field and deep. Gordon going back on the track at the wall. Twist take the lead 2 1. Nelson Cruz golfing a 1 2 pitch to the second deck in left center. Parisi fanned on it, recovers, got it to Niederreiter who fires. Parisi on the rebound, scores! right to Dalvin, turns it up, to the end zone, touchdown! What's going on everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor coming to you on a Sunday morning here in the Twin Cities. Hope all is well and the reason that we are doing this very special, <clears throat> excuse me, sports done right, is wanted to get into college football recap since we had some very interesting scores yesterday and some some things happens. Obviously, wanted to get into a Gopher recap right away, and we're just going to touch very briefly on the Vikings. They kick off in about an hour and a half down in Cincinnati. So, mm. ah, morning coffee. So, want to just get right into it. Not going to be a horribly long show today, but. The problem sometimes with doing a Tuesday night show <clears throat> is, you know, you 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 know from college football, you know that's three days. You know, Sunday, Monday, you're in the Tuesday. You kind of heard things. It's kind of old news and stuff. So, uh, wanted to get on, give you my thoughts about the Gophers, Big Ten, huge upset down in Columbus, another big upset down in Tallahassee last night, and. Um, Stanford knocking off USC. Uh, I know a lot of people, especially out on the East Coast, don't stay up late to watch college football on the West Coast. But yeah, man, it is um, very interesting here. So let's get into it. Our Golden Gophers. Again, this is the Sports Done Right podcast. I am Vince Wright, by the way, the sports governor of Minnesota, as I have been called. And... I'm going to talk about the use of Trey Potts and how he stepped in for Mo Ibrahim in a minute. I was a little worried about this game. Not worried so much that we were going to lose, but that it, it was going to be tight for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Spread was, I think, 14, 14 and a half, somewhere in there. And lo and behold... We start the game. Okay, first quarter, a little slow. Gophers up 7-0. We get 14 more in a second. We go into halftime. We're up 21-3. It's looking like it's supposed to look, right? How it was supposed to play out. Again, uh, 
touchdown passes to uh, Dylan Wright. What up, cuz? And Daniel uh, Jackson. Uh, Dylan Wright went out later in the game. He didn't return. We hope he's okay. We're waiting to get word on him because uh, he was definitely stepping up to be the Gophers. I mean, let's call it what it is. He was stepping up to be the number one. I mean, Chris Obman Bell still out uh, looking to get back next week in the Colorado game, which we'll talk about here briefly. But so at halftime, you're feeling good. Everything's going the way it's supposed to be. And then the third quarter comes. And here comes the Redbirds of Miami. Um, I'm not sure. Technically, I don't. I, I think they dropped the Miami of Ohio type of moniker. So they just go by Miami, so to speak. But hey. Gabbert, their quarterback, was the freshman of the year in the MAC conference back in 2019. Um, they have talent. They have some okay size on some dudes, you know, from where I sit. I sit right behind the visitor's bench. Um, they do got some dudes with, like, NFL-type bodies on the team. But the thing that is really disturbing with the Gophers is the offensive line who towered over the Redbirds' defensive line, their inability to really kind of have, um, you know, to sustain openings. You know, they'll come out at times and they, they open up some holes and, um, you know, pots running through, looking good. Everything's going great. But then all of a sudden, we can't run. The defensive side of the ball for the Golden Gophers, a defensive line who has yet to get any real pressure on the quarterback um, to make any real noise. Because, again, we were all told that that, that was going to be um, a defensive line that had been much improved. Well, I, maybe not much improved, but improved definitely um, from the COVID season of last year. Um, up until now, they haven't really done anything. Uh, as we said, our top receiver, Chris Obman Bell, um, he's out again with the leg injury. So he wasn't, you know, available and. You know, Tanner Morgan, who looked, uh, you know, fairly decent in the first half, comes out. He Now, the receivers d- did drop the balls. You know, a couple of them just, in my opinion, weren't catchable anyway. But regardless, P.J. Fleck put away the passing game, and I think that was very interesting. I don't know. Um, you know, that's definitely not, I don't think, going to be anything sustainable because at that point he's just saying, look, we're just going to run the ball and let's win the game that way. I don't care what the score is. Let's just win this game. And all of a sudden, though, is you let this team, Miami, get some confidence. You let them get back into the game to the point where they cut it to a one-point game. So, I don't really know, PJ, the play calling at times is just really questionable. Um, You know, I wish they would just kind of run plays. They do that thing where they they get set, they look over towards the sideline. We know PJ likes to really take that play clock down, but the Gophers... Um, all of a sudden, man, it's, it's not looking great for Minnesota because 
you let Miami of Ohio back in. Obviously, you're going to get hey they'll get you, they'll give you the pass with the Ohio State loss, and we're going to talk about that game, Ohio State losing in a second here on the Sports Dumb Right podcast. But man, for Minnesota to come out and play just that real shitty second half, now they did enough to win. Trickett, the kicker, with a 50-yard field goal. That was uh, very impressive because, as we know, our special teams has been real crappy here these past couple years. So that was definitely promising to see. But I just, you know, I think people and talking to to some fans after the game back in the tailgate lots over at uh, our lot over 58 there outside of Maturi Pavilion behind Frat Row, just kind of this malaise, just like here we go again, and and you know you look at the other teams in the in the West now, and and again it just it's you know Wisconsin beat Eastern Michigan, you know to be expected, but Iowa, as of right now, is is the team to beat in my opinion. Um, Iowa Hawkeyes game day down in Ames, Iowa, playing for the Cyhawk Trophy, the interstate rival. Ohio or Ohio, Iowa State, you know, both teams playing each other with the highest rankings they've ever had. And Iowa goes in there and just lets you know for the sixth year in a row, it is a Hawkeye State. And I hate to say that I I was pulling for Iowa State, but Iowa, as of right now, is the real deal. And they're doing it with a mediocre quarterback play. So if their quarterback ever heats up, watch out. But right now, I was on top of the West because, I mean, they they just look very impressive. Defense looks good. Got a, a real nice running back down there. And to bring it back to what happened in Minnesota yesterday, just a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of questionable play calling from, from the coaching staff. Uh, defensive backs who, again, just, you know, they're, they're just not it. And... If you get behind them, like I was telling the people I brought to the game yesterday, you get behind these guys, they're not going to catch you. And, you know, they gave up a couple long touchdowns, and actually that touchdown late, they got it to within a point. So uh, hats off to the Miami Redbirds. Came to play, didn't give up. Had a few fans in the stands including uh, my, my homie Wes, Wes Spain, who is a friend of mine who went to Miami of Ohio, so I had to bring him to the game. But yeah, it, it was just very uninspiring, they, even though they got the win. I don't want to say that this win feels like a loss, but it kind of does, because it's really just kind of like, here we go again. Props to the students, student section filled right from the get-go. That's been a big problem for attendance for these uh, 11 a.m. kickoffs at home when we get them. Beautiful day in the Twin Cities here, all over Minnesota, actually. It's a great day for football. It was a lot of fun out in the tailgate lots. Uh, Frat Row was popping, everything just beautiful. Wish it would stay like this, but we know what's coming when you live in Minnesota. But outside of that, man, the Gophers, yeah, just very, very lackluster and let's you know get some words back on the receivers we'll see um as we go into this week now let's talk about colorado here because colorado should have beat texas a&m yesterday they played the game out in denver at invesco field 
Um, real nice setup. Colorado has been on, on the bounce back here for a, a minute. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Gophers better be ready. The Gophers better be ready. That game is out in Boulder. 12 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff. And, you know, I'm going to actually go back and review that uh, Colorado game there. Um, I know they got African-American head coach out there who's been trying to um, obviously rebuild them and, and do some good things out there. So, but, you know, going out there, playing in the altitude, Gophers need to get out there a few days early, get acclimated to being up in those mountains. Because they will lose if they played like they did yesterday. They're going to have to show something different. They're so predictable at times in just the play calling and what they're going to do and all this stuff. So, you know, 2019 Gophers, get that out of your memory. Players have gone and graduated. It was a beautiful season. But the here and now is, you know, Minnesota's. I'm going to pull up their schedule here. And let's walk us through this here because Colorado, right now, that's a 50-50 game. And you could probably say after the way Colorado played that they're going to be a maybe probably a slight favorite in this game. Then the Vikings come back to Huntington Bank Stadium to play Bowling Green to get the tour all the Ohio schools here. They play Miami, Ohio State, and now Bowling Green. Uh, which, by the way, is homecoming. That's September 25th. Let's put a W by that one. Then it gets real because you go on the road. You're at Purdue. You know, Gophers Purdue over the years. You know, recent success against the Boilermakers. But it's always an interesting game. Always usually pretty high-scoring games as well. Um, but after that, you know, you got Nebraska coming in here. Um the Nebraska fans are going to be coming here. And I'm going to tell you, you know, we've been talking a lot of crap about Nebraska, deservedly so, but be a shame if they came up here and actually came and beat you. Then um, you got Maryland coming into Minneapolis. And I'm going to tell you, remember, Maryland ran all over the Gophers. Uh Two of Vialoga's uh, little brother there. He's the quarterback. Um, the former um, Alabama coordinator is now the head coach there, and he brought a bunch of Bama players with there with him. Excuse me. There's a lot of uh, talent on that team. Just got to put it together. So, you know, none of these games are gimmies for the Gophers. After that, they they hit the road. They're at Northwestern. Um, as of right now, you may be able to say the Gophers can beat Illinois. Uh, Illinois comes to town to six, and then they got that last stretch of games, the last three, at Iowa, at Indiana. Wisconsin comes in for the final game of the year. All of a sudden, man, that schedule looks kind of daunting um, from the way that the Minnesota Golden Gophers have been playing. So um breaking it down like i said we talked about iowa big win down in ames yesterday against iowa state congrats to, to them but not really because we hate iowa ohio state gets beat by oregon oregon coming off of a near defeat last week against fresno state if i remember correctly and now oregon comes in 
making a statement for the Pac-12 and going in and beating Ohio State, handing the Buckeyes their first home loss in three years. Uh, Ryan Day, obviously not used to that. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Um, Very impressive with the Ducks and what they did. It is, um, (laughs) I mean, honestly, they they are just... um, Deserve all the due that they're getting. So congrats to the Oregon Ducks. And USC, by the way, they got beat yesterday by Stanford. So now all of a sudden Oregon, Washington goes down. Uh, They played at Michigan last night. Uh, Michigan Wolverines. You know, I'm not going to say anything on on the Wolverines right now. Obviously, they're Michigan. They're going to have that great crowd. It looked great on TV last night. Washington, obviously, not nearly as good as they were a couple years ago. Um, So Michigan just kind of steamrolled them. Good thing Michigan is not on Minnesota's schedule this year. Um, But then let's take it around. You know, much to be expected here. Um, talked about Iowa, talked about Oregon, Florida State, all kinds of problems last night. They lose on just a, it wasn't even so much a Hail Mary. Guy just catches the ball and somehow runs about 15, 20 yards on the last play of the game and finds the end zone as Florida State gets stunned down in Tallahassee. Uh, incredible. They go down to the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. 20 to 17. Um, you know, Jacksonville State had lost to University of Alabama Birmingham before that, and now they're planting their flag right on the middle of the uh, the Native American uh, logo at, at midfield there. So, congratulations to Jacksonville State. Um, let's pull up the top 25 here. Um, just a couple interesting scores um, along the way. Auburn, 62-0 over, uh, who did they play? I think it was Alcorn State. Or, excuse me, Alabama State. Texas. Let's talk about Texas for a minute. First off, Pig Suey. Woo-wee. I didn't get that. <laughs> There's my Siri. They go down, and you know Arkansas's rebuilding and, and putting a nice thing together. Devoted fan base, so nice full stadium down there. And but lo and behold, Arkansas wins, and they really put it on Texas. And I'm going to tell you something: Texas is not good in the Big Twelve. Why in the world they I, I get financially and kind of the panache of saying that you're in the SEC conference, especially for football, you know, may may fill some coffers with some you know, with some money. But they're gonna be nothing in the SEC. They're gonna be also rans in that conference as well. Um they should they should stay. Oklahoma as well. Um, Oklahoma, obviously. Look, Oklahoma, right now in the Big 12, they've blown their own opportunities. They've been positioned to be in college football playoffs, and they've made it a couple times. 
So I don't know what the big rush to run. Again, I know money is the, is the main thing, but uh, the, the rush to actually go to the SEC. And, you know, I mean, I, ha- I have a lot of SEC friends that the sports gov Vince Wright talks to. And again, this is the Sports Done Right podcast. Thank you for listening. Coming to you from the Twin Cities up here in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. I have a lot of SEC friends. My podcast family that I started with is all down in Georgia and and huge SEC fans, Bama, Georgia, all that stuff. Bama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, even though they they suck right now, but we're just going to throw them in there. And that's really been it. Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, four teams. Auburn, I'll throw them in there just so they got their five. Alabama's the king. We all know that. The rest of that conference, though, talk to me. Tennessee, yeah. Kentucky, yeah. Arkansas, great win yesterday, but the past few years they've been eh as well. Missouri, just a non-factor. It shouldn't even be in the SEC, but again, whatever. They've learned their lesson. So, I mean, you know, the, the move... To the SEC for our, or excuse me, Oklahoma and Texas, man, they they really should have probably rethunk that because Oklahoma was fine in the Big Twelve um, in terms of positioning and, and getting their fair shots. They they lost some games. They made it to the playoffs a couple times. Texas, like I said, they're they're you know they're so so in, in the Big Twelve. What are they going to do in the SEC besides be an also ran with more money? I don't know. Um, The beloved Miami Hurricanes, Manny Diaz's days are numbered, I think. Um, Appalachian State comes down. They almost beat Miami. Uh, Canes come out of it 25-23. Derek King had 279 yards of total offense. But again, Miami is just not Miami. I don't know. You're going to have to find that miracle coach that can turn it around down there. Manny Diaz is not it. Um, Let's see. We talked about Texas and Florida State. Florida's quarterback, uh, Anthony Richardson, he's making all kinds of noise. They take down South Florida. Uh, look for Florida to probably crack the top 10 with the next poll coming out here um, any day. Alabama, Alabama's Alabama. I would love to see them schedule some teams and play outside of the South. Uh, Let's get a home at home with Ohio State. I loved how LSU, Wisconsin, you know, LSU came up, played Wisconsin up in Lambeau Field. Um, That's always just been my one and really only criticism of Alabama is you know these these big games that they get they're always either over at uh the Dallas Cowboys Stadium Texas Stadium over there or over in Atlanta 
where they'll play at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So um, that's the only thing. I mean, but still got to beat them on the field. Alabama is Alabama. What can you do? And in terms of, I think that's really all I wanted to talk about for college football. Uh, it, it really was a fun day. A lot of very interesting games, upsets. And, oh, shout out to the University of Nevada, where my daughter is now a freshman. They beat uh, Idaho State to go 2-0 and after their week one victory, taking out the Pac-12's California Bears. And let's see. Yeah, that's really about it. Just trying to see. Okay, and I'm on CBS.com. Let's go with their latest uh, coaches poll. Well, let's go with the AP, which has been updated here as of today. Alabama, number one. Georgia, number two. Ohio State, number three. Oh, no, no, that's from last week. That'll fall. Um. But yeah, it's it's still Alabama's world, people. All right, very quickly here, as I wanted to get you prepped up, and I didn't want to take up too much of your time this morning. Minnesota Vikings, Cincinnati Bengals. If the Vikings can't find a way to win this game by seven to ten points at the, at least, um, again, you know, it's all Joe Burrow. He's coming back. He was starting to have a, a very nice year last year before his injury. Um, we will see what he can do but the vikings well what does it always come down to we talked about this on sports done right last week offensive line you got to give kirk cousins time to find uh his receivers make things happen dalvin cook one of the best in the biz if he can just stay healthy then you know your bottom line vikes looking good on defense or on offense um, what they do on defense, we will see. Bar out. Um, new coordinator on the offensive side, so that could always throw a wrinkle in. But I still think, you know, Cincinnati, still young, still a lot of inexperience there. Um, they're the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, with our luck, anything can happen. Um, like we said, Burrow's coming off major knee surgery there, but they got a lot of talent. Um, young talent just got to get good and put it together down there in bingo land uh, on the defensive side of the ball defensive line be interesting to see if they may be able to mount any pressure if the vikings offensive line because the offensive line for the vikings you know it's always they're putting pieces together they're moving players from left guard to right guard right tackle left tackle things like that so Bengals got to find a way to get some type of pressure on Kirk Cousins if they have any hopes of winning this game. Offensively, though, I think the Vikings are too much. I think the Vikings can win 23-14, to 23-17. Um, and, hey, if our defense can uh, find a way, despite a couple injuries, a couple question marks on that side of the ball, we may be just fine as well. So... Good luck, Vikes. I got money on it. Need a win. Because it's it's about to be possibly a long year, college football-wise. But let's see what our Vikings can do week one in Cincy. Um, that's really all I got for you this morning. Like I said, I just wanted to give you a few thoughts on, on the Gopher game especially. 
talk a little bit about what we saw on some of these games here at college yesterday. Um, another big week, a huge week coming up for Minnesota Gopher football fans. As again, the Gophers are heading out to Colorado to take on the Buffaloes um, in a game that is really a uh, must-win because Gophers, this is your real non-conference opponent. And, you know, from a Power 5 conference, let's see what they got. You guys, let's have some fun today. Hey, man, football is back. Got a lot of uh, great games. Uh, Week 1, Arizona, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Houston, the Chargers, and the Washington football team. Minnesota Cincy, as we said here at noon locally. Got the Jets in Carolina. Got Atlanta hosting Philadelphia. A big one here at noon as well as Pittsburgh heads into Buffalo. That is going to be a huge, huge game. Um, Another game I'm interested in is the... um, I really want to see San Francisco, Detroit. I know Detroit. What are you talking about? I want to see if uh, Mostert is um, running well there and just see how Jimmy G performs. Obviously, a lot of pressure on him because you got Trey Lance looking over his shoulder. You got Cleveland and Kansas City. That's a big one that's going to kick off the afternoon tilts today. Denver at New York playing the Giants out there. Green Bay on, uh, well, somewhat of the road. Uh, They had to move that game over to Jacksonville to play the Saints because of the Hurricane Ida uh, coming through there last week. Miami at New England. That's going to be interesting because all eyes are on Mac Jones um, since he won the job from Cam Newton. Uh, Here we go. It's real now, so we're going to see what he can do. And then tonight on NBC, SoFi Stadium out there in Los Angeles. You got the Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Rams. Tomorrow, you got Baltimore heading down to Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada to take on those Las Vegas Raiders. And very happy that they have fans there now. Uh, Beautiful stadium. I've seen the outside a couple times when I've been in Vegas here recently. But um, Baltimore... They're going to be looking to see if they can put together another Super Bowl run. Remember, they were just about there. Just about. A little setback last year. See what the Ravens and their quarterback can do tomorrow night out in Las Vegas. So, everybody, you guys have a great Sunday. Enjoy it. Put your feet up. Um, eat. Drink and be merry. And enjoy the first week of the NFL season. Thank you for listening to this special edition of Sports Done Right, the gopher and uh, college football recap show, so to speak. Appreciate you guys listening, and we'll be back uh, Tuesday. We'll talk about this Vikings game and others on our regular edition of Sports Done Right. So thank you again. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth one You can also follow Sports Done Right. That's W-R-I-G-H-T. Sports Done Right on Instagram and Facebook. Join our groups there as well. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.